to Weekly Grooves. My name is Tim Houlihan. And I'm Kurt Nelson. Each week, Weekly Grooves picks a current article or news topic, and we explore it through a behavioral science lens. We dig in deep to help you understand the psychology behind the headline. The specific topic is current, but we like to think that the insights are timeless. The insights from this week's Groove, Tim, are definitely timeless. We're going to be discussing why it's not a good idea to be a jerk. So, This came from an article from the University of California at Berkeley by Laura Counts, where she looked at some research by Berkeley Haas professor Cameron Anderson. This research points out that being a jerk, while it might get you some immediate gains, in the long run is a bad strategy. The article outlines two longitudinal studies that Anderson and his colleagues conducted that looked at people's disagreeableness prior to entering the workforce, and then looked at how their professional careers progressed over the next 14 years compared to people who were not disagreeable. They found that disagreeable individuals did not attain higher power relative to the others. Yeah, so this flies in the face of some commonly held beliefs that you need to be ruthless and driven to get ahead. The idea that you need to be selfish Now, part of this belief stems from availability bias, where some high-profile leaders are egotistical and mean. And as Laura states in the article, quote, it's not to say that jerks don't reach positions of power. It's just that they don't get ahead faster than others, close quote. When they looked at the data, they found that the dominant aggressive behavior of these people did help them gain power. However, it was their lack of quote, communal and generous behaviors, unquote, that held them back. So in other words, those two behaviors canceled each other out. So it's better to be a good, kind, caring person than a selfish jerk? Well, you'd be a better person, right? (laughs) And you would still have the same opportunity of getting ahead. So yes, yes, it is. Finally, some good news coming out of 2020. (laughs) I agree, but there is some bad news as well, of course, since it is 2020, right? Uh, And as Professor Anderson says, quote, the bad news here is that organizations do place disagreeable individuals in charge just as often as agreeable people, or as he states, they allow jerks to gain power at the same rate as anyone else, even though jerks in power can do serious damage to the organization. Unquote. Yeah, so not all good news. No, what would you expect (laughs) from this year, right? Yeah, okay. So let's break this down a bit more and look at some of the reasons jerks still move forward in the organization, just maybe not to the degree that we thought they would. Let's explore a few things on both sides of the issue. First, intimidation. Disagreeable people were seen to be more intimidating and aggressive, which helped them gain power. We'll look at why this is. But second, we'll look at their lack of people skills and why that held them back as well. The act of getting people to do what you want through the use of fear is called intimidation. Why is it that aggressive, dominant, intimidating behavior has been shown to propel people into more power? Because it works. People are too frightened to push back, feeling that they will be harmed in some way. This is not just physical fear, but mental and social fear. The thought that they could be embarrassed on purpose, put on the spot, made to look bad, can be a powerful motivator. 
the idea that you will pay the cost somehow for not doing what the other person wants is often too much for people to resist, thus providing the intimidator with more power in that moment. Yeah, and while this works in the short term, it also creates a long-term distrust of the person who is doing the intimidation. This means that others will subtly but actively work against those who intimidate. And this is one of those key reasons why disagreeable people don't progress inside the organization. People gossip, they include or exclude others from information or projects, and they go around people to get answers. We can see why those intimidation factors can backfire. People are social creatures, and as such, we want to maintain and build positive relationships with our peers and colleagues. This is one of the key drives in the four drive model of employee motivation proposed by Naria and Lawrence. When you are disagreeable, people do not feel like you add to the social fabric of the team or the organization, and thus you get left out, which limits your ability to move up. You know, in his book, Give and Take, Adam Grant from Wharton describes three types of people that we often deal with at work. Givers, takers, and matchers. Each represent a social style of dealing with other people, and these styles focus on people's reciprocity perspective. For givers, they tend to give more than they receive. For takers, it's the opposite. Like they work to get more than they give. And matchers, uh, as the name might imply, these are people who match what is given. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, kind of an approach. He states that each style has its benefits and drawbacks. And here is where it gets interesting. His research indicated that givers typically end up at the bottom of the success ladder. But, and this is the surprising thing, they are also at the top. Okay, you're going to have to explain that one a little more. How can they be both at the top and the bottom of that success ladder? Okay, so givers are often at the bottom because they can be pushovers, right? Always doing what others ask, taking on too much, never advocating for their own selves. They get the grunt work and the poor assignments because the people know they'll take them. This grant calls a productivity tax or price. Their productivity is lower because they are spread too thin. However, they also earn a lot of credibility and goodwill. So eventually they are appreciated. People like them. They find that they trust them and believe them to be good, generous people. Givers tend to focus on interdependence, which is in the long run, something that pays off and provides greater productivity and success. Really successful givers also know when to say no and set limits on how they give. They still give more than they take. They just don't give all the time to everyone that asks. Okay, that makes sense. So when we think about takers, like the aggressive intimidators we talked about before, they tend to get people to do what they want in the short term, but pay a Longer term cost? Yeah, exactly. They tend to fly solo and don't take other perspectives into view. And Adam says that this says it this way. He says, quote, they're so focused on their own viewpoints that they never end up seeing how others are reacting to their ideas and feedback, close quote. So again, their people skills are lacking. The empathy is just not there. Okay, so what about matchers? How, how do matchers fit into this whole big puzzle. Yeah, well well first off you have to understand that we all act in these styles at some point. 
You know, the, the names are just labels about our tendencies. And again, matchers tend to reciprocate and give back according to what they feel they've been given or expect to be given uh, in some equitable amount for what they give. And in the end, these people typically don't shine bright or cause a lot of anguish either. Okay. So if someone in business is listening, what are the key lessons that they should take out of all of this information. Okay, so well, as the title of the article states, you don't have to be a jerk to get ahead in business. That's the Woo! <laughs> well, we got that down. <laughs> yes. In fact, being a jerk can be detrimental to that effort. The best way of succeeding is being a giver who sets boundaries. So being aware of your own style, as well as the style of those that work with you is important as well. If you are a giver, understand and know that some takers might want to take advantage of you. Be aware of that and set those boundaries. Be very specific about what you will and won't do. And if you realize that you're a matcher, maybe open up and realize that you can give a little bit more, that the world will reward you for it in the end. And finally, if you realize that you're a taker, first off, you can start by trying to show a little bit more empathy. Be aware of how others are viewing your behavior. While it might get you what you want today, it can backfire on you in the long run. Yeah, that's excellent, Kurt. Let, let's recap here. Okay. We often think that only deplorable jerks get ahead in business, but that's not the case. No. As Professor Anderson's research points out, you are not any more likely to gain more power over time by being a big, bad bully. In fact, that type of behavior can backfire on you, leading others not to like you and limiting your progress. Disagreeable types tend to have poor people skills that hold them back. Adam Grant showed us that there are three main social interaction types, givers, takers, and matchers. Givers tend to give more than they take, takers tend to take more than they give, and matchers try to reciprocate an apple for an apple or an orange for an orange. Of these types, Grant's research shows that givers can be taken advantage of, which limits their career progression, but also that they are the ones that tend to rise to the top because people see their value, they trust them, and believe that they are good and generous. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. It is our pleasure to share these thoughts and ideas with you, and we hope you enjoy this and found it useful. If you did like it, please share with a friend, mention us on social media, or leave a review on Apple or whatever pod service that you use. We hope you go out and find your groove this week. 